Now, the Gemara, the Gemara uh, talks about tshuva in, um, in very um, superior kinds of uh, comments. Uh, even though, as the Rabbah says in Perak Aleph, Halacha Aleph, even though tshuva is something that is <coughs> determined by, by chayf, isn't it? I mean, it's because you did something wrong that you have to do tshuva. So you would not think that the tshuva would be such an impressive activity. And yet, <coughs> the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Yochanan Gedolat Tshuva Shedocha Et Alota Seshebet That it just pushes it away somehow. Then he says, uh, some other comments that the uh, that you know tshuva brings you to gula gula that means uh, redemption how could tshuva bring you to redemption I mean tshuva is is being done by people who should probably be in jail I mean what have they got to do with redemption I can't figure out how to fix the glasses, make them work. I'll try this. Ah, hello. <laughs> so there is something about tshuva which contains a mystery. That tshuva is not just the expiation of sin. It's not just that I did something wrong and I can set it right somehow. But Tshuva says, Tshuva, the Gemara says about Tshuva, <coughs> that, that it produces a wondrous change in the world. That's what the Gemara says in Yuma, Dav Pevav. But the Gemara also says that there are two kinds of Tshuva. There's Tshuva Miyir'ah and Tshuva Miyahara'ava. Yir'ah means fear. And we know that the Rambam at the beginning of Hilchos Yisodia Torah, he analyzed these two mitzvot. What does it mean to fear God? So the Rambam says, you fear punishment. Everybody fears punishment. What does it mean to love God? How do you love God? I mean, how do you go about doing this mitzvah of loving God? So the Rambam says, the Rambam says, that, well, well, if you just look in the world, you look carefully, like the Rambam was talking about scientists, I think. You know, people who look into the world and see the wondrous nature of the world that God created. He says, those people, those people understand that God has given them love and it's easy enough to return that love. But you have to look carefully. You have to look carefully. That's what the Ramam. That's what the Ramam says. That's about the mitzvah of loving God, and the other mitzvah of fearing God. But when we come back to tshuva, tshuva is divided into two things according to the Chachamim: tshuva mi'ava and tshuva mi'ira. <coughs> so, if you remember, let's look at the uh, at the sheet. 
before you scribble on it. At the bottom of the, of the sheet, at the bottom of the sheet is a quote from the Machzor. It's a quote from the Machzor. The Machzor is uh, both on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom HaKippurim. In the third bracha of Shemona Esrei, the fourth bracha, right, Mogei Avraham is the first bracha and the third bracha, right? And the second bracha is Mechayeya Meitim. And the third bracha is we say on, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippurim, Amelech HaKadosh. But all year long we say Akel HaKadosh. It's not clear to me what the difference is. But uh, it's something to think about. But we're very careful to say Hamelech HaKadosh. And so if somebody, even during the week of a Saturday Shuvah, makes a mistake, we all start yelling at him. In fact, we wait uh, anxiously for somebody <laughs> to make that mistake. It's like we have a few places we definitely can catch him, right? Amelech HaKadosh, La'elo, La'elo. There's always somebody who messes that up. Right? And Oseh HaShalom. Oseh HaShalom. If somebody can explain to you what the difference is, you say, Oseh Shalom Bimromav and Oseh HaShalom Bimromav. But the reason that these things have taken, have taken hold so much is because it gives us a way of getting at the Shalich Tzibur. <laughs> right? Because the Shalich Tzibur, especially during the week, he's always saying it half Baalpeh anyway. You know, it's just like it rolls out. Okay. So, Atakadosh, the third bracha, which ends with HaMelech HaKadosh, uh, has an additional part to it. A very nice additional part. The Shlichei Tzibur know this because they sing what they call the Nusach. The Nusach of Rosh Hashanah begins really with Ata Kadosh. So look what it says. Uh, it says, Uvechein Tein You see the second line? Yes? Uvechein Tein Pachtecha. Pachad is, is fear. Hashem Elokeinu al Koma God, the fear of God should be bestowed upon everything, all the all the works of God. Ve'imatcha is a word that is parallel to pachad. Right? There's pachad, there's emah. I mean, of course, most synonyms can be distinguished, which is why they are different words. But still, they are synonyms. You know, you know, you know what I mean. It's not so terrible to say that they're synonyms, and move on. So, ema is a synonym for pachat. Now I move on, and it says, "Viraucha kolabasim." Viraucha is another synonym for pachat, ema, yira. They're synonyms, right? Viraucha kol. Uh, and everybody will bow down before you. And they would all get together. All the peoples of the world 
will get together to do your will, your bidding, your will. Yasukulama Guda Khadla Sotrit Son Khat Belev Shalem. And they will do your will. All these people that we're talking about will do the will of God. We know you, God, that you have dominion, shaltan, shalit, that you are the dominant personality. Oz biyadcha, power, gvura, right biyadcha biyiminecha. You see, there's like a lot of a lot of repetition, but the idea is clear. V'shimcha nora. I'll call Mashebarata. And your name, the name of God, is awesome. Awesome means A-W-E. Not what kids say today. You know, there's a word that kids say, awesome, which means nothing. It's regular. But there's another word, there's another word that, that you say, awesome, means it fills me with awe. It fills me with awe. You have to distinguish those two words, even though it's the same word, but it has, they have two meanings. So it says here, it says, Shimcha Nora, I'll call Masha Barata. Okay, that's what it says. Now let's read the second paragraph together. Uvechain starts again, a second paragraph. Now you all know this, right? I'm surprised that I'm even talking about it. But you know how it is. There are things that everybody knows. And you say it every year, and you don't know what it means. Even if you read the English translation, you don't really know what it means. But look at this, it says, it says, uh, where is it? What is kavod? Kavod is a word that describes the presence of God. On Har Sinai, kavod. In the Mishkan, Kavod. In the Beit HaMikdash, Bayot Rishon, Kavod. There were places where Kavod dwelt, right? So it says, Kavod Hashem Lamecha. Give this Kavod to your people, Tehila Lerei Echa, Tehila Lerei Echa, to those who fear you, V'tikva Tova Ledoshecha. And Tikva, hope for those who seek you. Who seek you out to pitchon and and allow them to open their mouths for those who who are concerned or want to come towards you. You remember? It's like a little tune that everybody sings. No, nobody comes to shul that early. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody sings it. Everybody in the world probably it must be even in Beit Shemesh. So. Simcha la'artzecha v'soson le'irecha. What's simcha and soson? What is simcha and soson? Simcha and soson is the way it should be. The Torah says several times that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to do the mitzvot b'simcha. So simcha la'artzecha, simcha, is a word that describes the awareness that the presence of God Simcha. Simcha doesn't mean that you just drink a little schnapps and have a good time. Simcha means that it all makes sense. And when does it all make sense? When you're doing things in the presence of God. That's what, that's what this, that's what this means. 
He says, Okay. What's the difference between these two paragraphs? What's the difference? Should I call on somebody? No, I don't. Even when I taught in school, I didn't do that. Because what happens if I call on somebody and he gets it wrong? So I have to say, no, no, then, then. The difference between the two paragraphs is simple. The first paragraph is about, the first of these two paragraphs is, we're talking about all the people in the world. And the second paragraph, the second paragraph is talking about Amecha. Now what's the difference between the entire world and Amecha? What's the difference? The difference is that the entire world can worship God mitoch yira but only Am Yisrael can worship God mitoch Ava because it's only to Am Yisrael that there's a gilui that God makes himself known that God appears and that appearance is done through as an act of love so the only way the only way that you can do Ava, right? The only way you could have love of God is if you know that God has love of you. And that is what this paragraph is talking about. And all year long we say, Ata Kodosh, Vishim Chokodosh, Ukdoshim, Bechol Yom Yahalalucha Selah. We say that all year long. And on Rosh Hashanah we say, this refers to the nations of the world. And it also refers to Am Yisrael. But there's a difference. The nations of the world approach God through Yira. And we approach God through Ava. Now if you remember, don't tell me that you don't remember. Even if you don't remember, make believe that you remember. We talked about, we talked about, e, uh, about Yonah for several years. And we know and Yonah is very nervous but Yonah was very nervous that the people in Ninveh would do tshuva and that that would somehow have a negative influence for B'nai Yisrael but it, like, like B'nai Yisrael didn't do tshuva and, and, and Yonah and the people in, uh, in Ninveh they did do tshuva what was it that Yonah what was it that Yonah said to the people in Ninveh did he say, love God and God will love you back? No. Yonah said, Forty days and the Ninveh will be, will be overturned. It will be the end for Ninveh. So what is that? And then they, they immediately did tshuva. The people in Ninveh, why did they do tshuva? They were frightened. They were frightened because that's what the davening tells us. That frightened tshuva is something that all of the nations of the world can involve themselves with. But tshuva, tshuva mi'ava, that's something that only Am Yisrael can do. So the question, of course, is, in spite of the Rambam, 
Ramam said, Ava means you look carefully at God. It's like you look at your parents. I mean, why do you love your parents? I mean, besides the fact that it's a kind of habit forming, but most children love their parents. Because their parents supply them with everything they need. Why do we love God, according to the Rambam? Because God supplies us with everything that we need. And if we look very carefully at the world that God created, we'll see that things are very complex. And complexity to us is very impressive. You say, look what God did in order to make life better for us. Look what God did. Okay? So that's why we love we love God according to the Rambam. But what is tshuva, the ava? What's the idea that we have to like keep focused on in our minds? So I'll tell you, there's this wonderful idea that Rav Nachman of Bratzlev wrote, wrote down in his, in his book, Karaj Yoshua, it's the sixth, I don't know if any Bratzlever, pseudo Bratzlevers, are there any? Anybody go to Uman on Rosh Hashanah? <laughs> I guess if you would do it, you'd have to keep it quiet, right? But, uh, but it's become a thing, right? It's like a thing to go to Uman on Rosh Hashanah. I did not go. <laughs> I guess you're wondering. I have been in Uman. But I've only been there on less impressive days. Uh, so, so Rav Nachman has suddenly caught the attention of, uh, of a lot of people. A lot of people know, well, what did Rav Nachman say? You know, to be a chassid, to be interested in what somebody has to say. So this is what Rav Nachman of Braslav had to say about tshuva mi'avo. About tshuva mi'avo. <clears throat> in certain halachic uh, svarim, like in the Shari Tshuva, Rabbeinu Yonah wrote the Shari Tshuva in the, in the, in the halachic svarim, uh, they asked this question. Let's say I did Tshuva, tomorrow I'm going to do Tshuva on, on Yom Kippur for a transgression that I, that I made. Um, so how about next Yom Kippur? Or, or let's say last Yom Kippur, I did Shuva for an Avera of Lashon Hara. I am picking Lashon Hara because we're probably all guilty. Probably all guilty. You know that the Chavetz Chaim wrote a book against Lashon Hara called Shmiras Halosho. And his method, I think, of impressing you with the, um, with the enormity of this transgression was to write a pretty complicated book. Something like Ava and the Rambam. You know, the, so the Chavetz Chaim wrote this book called Shmuyat al And that book is very complicated. So it put Lashon Hara on a different, gave it a status. You know, people thought Lashon Hara is not anything too serious. And the, the Chavetz Chaim made it into something very serious. So let's say Lashon Hara, because we all... We're all guilty. Can't help it. That's our mode of communication. Uh, did you hear what happened to... You know, the Chavetz Chaim had a son. 
the Chavaz Chaim had a son who um, who was so impressed by his father's book on Lashon Hara that he didn't speak. Oh, you think that's easy, right? He did not speak at all. Nothing. Now, there are people who sort of followed this path on Shabbat. There are people like on Shabbat don't like to speak anything that is not Torah. But, uh, all right. You know, I mean, it's not like not speaking. The Chavetz Chaim himself did speak to people who came to see him. But his son, who was not so prominent, decided not to not to speak. So Lashon Hara is something we all have to battle with and, and try to to undo. So the Shari Tshuva says, if I did Tshuva last Yom Kippur on Shari on on the on the Lashon Hara that I spoke, can I uh, do I have to do Tshuva again on the same Lashon Hara that I spoke last year? So Lord comes to Rav Nachman and he says, not only do you have to do tshuva this year for last year, but you have to do tshuva every year forever on any avera that you may have done at any time. You know, it's tshuva is cumulative. It never ends. You never clarify things. It's never wiping the slate clean. That's what the Rabbachon Abraham says. So why not? Why not? So this is what Rav Nachman says. When you do tshuva, I don't mean you, I mean when we do tshuva, we do tshuva, we say, I'm sorry I did it. I'm sorry I did it. Let's say talk lush and horror. Let's say you, you, you took something you should not have taken. You stole something that you should not have stolen. But let's say... Right? So he says, Tshuva me'ava places you someplace before HaKadosh Baruch And when you're standing there before HaKadosh Baruch your understanding of things changes. In other words, in other words, you know, you know that story about the Vilna Gon? I must have told it. You know, the Vilna Gon, he wanted to do tshuva. And he didn't know exactly what he should do tshuva on. He was pretty much, you know, sat and learned Torah all the time. So if you sit and learn Torah all the time, what are you going to do tshuva for? So he called in the Dubna Magid. And he said, listen, you have to help me out. Tell me what I should do tshuva for. So the Dubna Magid said to the Vilna Gon, I mean, you're talking about like smart people, right? <laughs> said this, uh, I want you to count up for me how many minutes you battled from Talmud Torah during the last year. <coughs> and the story is that the villagers started counting it up from Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. He's not counting it up. How many minutes? At the end of counting it all up, I mean, he could remember that. At the end of counting it all, he came up with six. <laughs> six minutes. And he burst out in uncontrolled crying. So, tshuva is not the same thing for everybody. 
And what does it depend on? Is what was the only going crying for? He was crying because he missed six minutes of Talmud Torah. <coughs> well, that's very nice. That's okay for him. But for me, if I had missed out on six hundred minutes of Talmud Torah, I would be happy. So you see that the crime is always in the eyes of the beholder. It's not the crime that we do tshuva for. But it's our perception of the crime. Well, how bad is it? How bad is it to talk lush and horror? How bad is it to bottle your time and not learn Torah? How bad is it? He says, well, for some people, until you get to 600, I mean, you're not even talking about anything. And for some people, other people, the six minutes stop you cold. So Rav Nachman of Bratzlov says, on this, on this, uh, uh, on this ruler, one end is 600 and the other end is 6. As you do tshuva, you move along. In other words, you thought that 600 is not so terrible. But okay, somebody told you you have to do tshuva, you do tshuva. But then after you do tshuva, you say, vey, 600 is really terrible. And if it's so terrible, if 600 is so terrible, I better, I better do more tshuva. So tshuva, according to Rav Nachman of Bratzel, does not make you into a pure person. What tshuva does is demand of you that you do tshuva better. That you, that you, since you relate, that is somebody, we said somebody steals, somebody steals something. Okay, you're in a business, uh, you know, uh, You know, there's a shalom. The shalom says, the shalom says that, uh, you know, it's machlog, it's Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yishmael, about whether you should learn Torah all the time or you should work and learn Torah. It's machlog, it's in the Gemara. So, Rabbi Shmuel says, no, Rabbi Shimon Yuchai says you should only learn Torah. And as long as you're learning Torah, it takes care of itself. Everything will be alright. Rabbi Shmuel says you should, uh, you have to uh, work a little. You have to work a little on... Uh... So, so the Shalot says, how did Rabbi Shmuel say you have to work? Not like us. We think it's good to work. But Rabbi Shmuel, how can Rabbi Shmuel say it's good to work? This is what the Shalom asked. After all, I mean, if you have an option of sitting and learning Torah all the time, why not sit and learn Torah? Question. So the Shalom says, this is what Rabbi Shmuel meant. He says, the people who should work are the people who are great Talmidei Chachomim. And the people who are not great Talmidei Chachomim they should learn to become great Talmudic because 
Because only the great Talmudic Chachamim have a certain kind of attitude about Averis, about things that you do wrong. So we go back to Rav Nachman of Brasov. Rav Nachman of Brasov says that real Tshuva Bi'ava is self-perpetuating. It goes on forever. And that may be what Yonah didn't understand. Tshuva Bi'ira it's a one-time shot. Yira produces tshuva, produces rachamim. That's the story of, of, of Yonah. But tshuva mi'ava, rabosai, tshuva mi'ava, just produces more tshuva mi'ava. And it's a never-ending spiral that we have to kind of involve ourselves with. Uh, as usual, I'm happy uh, to have had this opportunity to give this year, and I thank Mr. Goldman and the family. Um, but I will let you go because I'm a little under the weather. If I thought I'd give a shear, I'd get better. But, you know, maybe I'll get better later. Gmar Khatima Tova to all of you.